Welcome to the Reset Button. I'm Dylan Tweeney. In this episode, my guest is Sarah Campbell. She's a communications consultant and strategist, formerly worked in tech PR and now doing content and communications strategy for a bunch of companies, emerging tech companies as well as wellness companies. And she has a particular interest in emotional fitness and mental health, which is reflected in a newsletter she puts out called Tiny Revolutions. She's been doing it for about two years, originally with the goal of destigmatizing depression. She tells me that she started it in the wake of the suicides of Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade, both of which happened in the span of a week. She's been doing it for about two years and has stepped up the pace to about one issue a week since the coronavirus uh, shelter in place started and has expanded the focus of the newsletter to uh, include emotional literacy and emotional fitness. I caught up with her a few days ago to talk about her recommendations for how to best care for ourselves during this period and uh, what the world needs to move forward in a better direction. Sarah Campbell, thank you uh, for joining me on the reset button. It's really good to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. So um, I am a relatively recent um, uh, uh, signer on to Tiny Revolutions, but um, I really like what you're um, what, what you're sharing there about um, emotional fitness and emotional literacy. And so I wanted to invite you on to this podcast to talk about. Um, the two questions that I, I ask guests here. So let's start with the first one. Um, in the last uh, three months, you know, we've been living through really unprecedented times in a lot of ways with coronavirus and um, uh, protests around racial justice and a whole bunch of other changes going on in the world. So what is the, what is, um, what have you been doing to kind of maintain emotional equilibrium what is there a practice that you would recommend that the people use yeah um well it's funny i have a bunch of practices but um i think one of the most important ones if not the most important one is probably uh my meditation practice and um i try to meditate every day I but I do have my hot streaks because I, I use an app to measure. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I think it's so important, um, especially in a time which, as you pointed out, is unprecedented, where there's just an incredible volume of information coming at us from all directions. Um, and it feels like in this crisis, it's like all the other problems that are happening in the world are just coming out and rearing their ugly heads at all times. It's just, it's so overwhelming. And you know, one of the things that I keep returning to meditation for is that it's the, it's like the chance for your body and your mind to um, just kind of let go and um, just be and not have to be fighting to take it all and absorb it, process it, do something, etc. It's just really, I think it's so critical at this point to give your self that freedom to just exist yes that's i it's been really um key for me as well meditation just giving me a chance to kind of settle in to um just being in the moment um meditation means a lot of different things to a lot of different people though so what for you what's the how do you go about it 
and how would you get started? Sure. Yeah, well, I, um, I've had a, I've been meditating for about 10 years now, um, kind of some, you know, ups and downs, as many people do with the practice, you kind of get close to it for a while, and then you might move away. But I've been really consistent the last few years. And I think it's because I am part of um, a group, I meditate with uh, the Angel City Zen Center, which is a Los Angeles based um, Zen Buddhism. No. Um, yeah, is that the studio that studio? Uh, Brad Warner um, is teacher yeah. of? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's Brad Warner's um, center that he started. And obviously, we can't meet during coronavirus, so we meet via Zoom now. But um, the practice of Zen, of Zen has been hugely helpful for me. Um, there's a great community of meditators that kind of um, that help keep me accountable and keep me engaged in the practice in the way that um, I maybe am not always if I'm just doing it on my own. But, um, you know, Zen Zen style meditation is very simple. You literally stare, uh, you you literally sit quietly with your eyes open and stare at a wall. Um, And, (laughs) you know, whatever, whatever comes up, comes up. That's, that's the rub there, right? Because lots of stuff does tend to come up. Definitely comes up. Um, but I, no, no. I was going to ask, like, do you do you have to do that for a long time, or what? What's uh, you know, do you have to be really strict about it, or how, how do you how do you do it? You, you know, Zen is funny because, as opposed to many other sects of Buddhism or even sort of religious, um, you know, or, or belief systems, they don't give you a lot of instructions. So. <laughs> really the there's a the the most the biggest advice you get from uh the zen center is typically like sit down and shut up in the in the most short way but um i if you go to the zendo it's typically 30 minutes or an hour broken up into two halves Mm -hmm. of meditation um at home i am somewhere i usually do somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes a Mm -hmm. day and well, occasionally I'll do it twice a day, um, but it's really just that where it's you sit, you're quiet, you give your you give all the thoughts a chance to kind of come out raring at you, and then you know, in a on a good day, your your mind kind of settles towards the end of it. Um, you know, as as you know, as a meditator, it's not like you're not thinking. That's not really possible, but it's just sort of being with what's there and seeing. You know, for me personally, it's a very, it's the best way I know to connect with how I'm really feeling as opposed to reacting to all the different sources of input and, you know, other people's agenda. This is a, this is a way for me to connect with my own agenda. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the fact that you, you know, if you set a, set a time limit for yourself, you, you're basically making the commitment to not do anything about your thoughts for as long as. Yeah. So you're not, you know, like, oh, I have a great idea. I'm going to make a note about it in my notebook or, oh, I really need to send that email. No, you're just going to sit there and observe that thought because that's literally all that you can do. <laughs> exactly. And it doesn't mean that you won't, you know, it doesn't mean that you won't later on act on the idea or that you won't send the email, but it's just sort of, you know, it's giving, it's, you're it's giving yourself that permission to just kind of be like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to do that right now. Yeah. All I need to be is existing. Yeah. Um. Well, t- turning to the second question, sort of w- with a more outward facing um, uh, orientation, what is it that you think um, the world needs to focus on now, now that we're in a position where we can sort of decide how we want to go forward? Um, what, what 
yeah. what, what, what do you think we should be thinking about or talking about? You know, I think this is such a great question. Um, it is such a huge question and a difficult one, but um, I thought about it a lot and I've thought about this a lot since the coronavirus happened. And I really feel strongly that the best thing we can do is have in-person interactions with each other, which mm. ironically is the hardest thing to do. But I think, you know, what I see a lot on social media and, you know, in news coverage reading is that there are, you know, it's so easy to misinterpret or misunderstand or go down your own rabbit hole about your interpretation of events without being face to face with someone. And I think it's so critical right now just to have positive interactions with people that you don't know, because that, you know, we're, we're in a, we're, we seem to be entering this phase where we're really at odds with each other, you know, even more so than we have been the past four years, which has been considerable. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, so I kind of come back to that. We exist in a body. We are, you know, we are such physical creatures. There's so much, you know, we've evolved for so many millennia um, to be members of a community and, you know, sort of a pack. And right now we're so separated and fraction, you know, fractionalized and individualized. And I really, I really think we're suffering because of yeah, it. Yeah. You, you lose so much if you're just interacting through a little text box where you're typing words at somebody else who's typing words at you. And you don't even like, they don't even really appear as a full person. If you're, you know, they're just an account on Twitter or, uh, or on Facebook or something like that. So it's hard to see them in their reality. Do you think this works on Zoom? Absolutely. Thing? Do you think you, we could do it through Zoom? I think that Zoom and FaceTime and, you know, all the video chat things are great. They're much better um, than just text. I think almost anything is better than text as much as I love text. And I don't even want to think about how many texts I send per day. <laughs> um, I do think that the video, I do think the video chat is, is good. And, you know, it obviously gives you more of a sense of the person. Um, but I still don't think it's everything, you know, and I still feel... Um, you know, I, I still am on the lookout for ways to use video chat, te video chat technology that are not just about keeping you in your bubble, right? Because I think that's one of the other things that's difficult is um, we are all in our bubbles and we need, it's almost like we need to be rubbing up against people that are different from us and, you know, in all different types of way in order to appreciate just, you know, the diversity of what the human race is. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's, there's no question about that. I mean, in some ways, like there, there are kind of social structures for making things like that happen. Like you could go to a city council meeting, right? And uh, you mm -hmm. could hear crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can also hear people who have wildly different views from you and um, who really passionately care about them. And it's very, very locally relevant to them. Um, right. And, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, or you could go to, you know, I don't know. I, much of this too is like, I, I think what you're saying, like the, the opportunity to meet people you don't, don't know and interact with them. We almost don't have that right now because we are all sheltering in place. So it's very hard to make those kinds of interactions happen. 
It is. And I, I think, you know, for some of us, um, I'm, you know, I'm a city dweller. I live in central Los Angeles. And that's part of the reason I like living in a city is, you know, that ability to rub up against people of all different stripes. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think that we really, I just think it's something that we're really missing because, you know, as even if, even if you're as wide range a thinker as you could be, and you really seek out alternate opinions and you're really looking for, different points of view that might help you arrive at like a more well-rounded point of view, you still can't, you still can't get that. I, I think it's just incredibly difficult. And I think that's, you know, the role of chance in our lives is such a, um, is something that we don't really think about a lot, but it's, it's such a huge factor. Um, you know, everyone could come up with a story about how they thought something was one thing and they had one conversation that completely opened their eyes to the way it could be different. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for thank taking you. the time. Um, it's been great to have you on this little mini podcast. And, um, uh, and, and I look forward to staying in touch with you. Thanks, Dylan. It's an honor to be here. And I really appreciate you having me on. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Now for one minute of poetry. This is a very brief haiku published on tinywords.com. It's by Kat Lehman. 3 a.m. Dow. I try to sleep without trying. listening to the reset button if you like this episode i'd uh, love it if you would subscribe you can find the podcast on anchor fm which is at anchor.fm slash dylan.20 you can also find it on google podcasts pocket casts and spotify you can find sarah's newsletter at tinyrevolutions.substack.com and i highly encourage you to subscribe to that it's a, a really wonderful newsletter and uh, really eye-opening and encouraging and helpful. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, until next time, be well and take care. <laughs>